Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, Fresh Art producer. You've just heard a few voices from protests held around the world ever since last year's arrest of Nadia, Masha, and Katya, members of the feminist art collective Pussy Riot. The three contemporary artists were arrested for the crime of religious hatred. They were put on trial for performing a 40-second punk prayer inside Moscow's main Orthodox cathedral in early 2012. Today, in Austin, Texas, I recorded this episode of Fresh Talk, in the Filmmakers' Lounge at the South by Southwest Film Festival. I had just attended a screening of the documentary film Pussy Riot, A Punk Prayer. Mike Lerner, the film's producer, has been making documentaries internationally for 25 years. Mike talks about what compelled him to take on this project. What wouldn't draw you to the topic? I mean, we, we, we were drawn, you know, visually at first. You know, the images of them appeared in the British press, uh, the, in particular the uh, the Red Square action photograph, which is just an iconic and immediately interesting <laughs> proposition. And obviously, as filmmakers, we're on the lookout for interesting stories. And then um, once they'd been arrested for the cathedral action, you knew this was going to be quite a big story. And then you know, as it continued to grow, as they continued to pursue these charges, the trial went forward, international attention grew. You know, it obviously has mushroomed into one of the big stories of the decade, really. Um, and apparently they, 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 they're in the running for Nobel Peace Prize, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're one of the 250 shortlisted people wow. for Nobel Peace Prize, so we'll see. That's you know, this thing does continue to grow. That's strong. You know, I mean, really, the, every, every month, really, the, the, somehow the story changes direction. And, you yeah. know, whether it's, you know, uh, Masha and Nadia's appeals or... You know, last week uh, Miss Russia came out in support of them. Uh, as I say, not not a, not a not a week goes by when some element of the story doesn't develop. Mike Lerner's collaborator was Maxim Pozdorovkin. Maxim is a documentary filmmaker who grew up in Russia. He explains how the project resonates for him. Well, Mike and I were friends, and um, I you know I grew up in Moscow, and so in a way, it's everything that I'm interested in and love was sort of in the story in terms of I used to play in punk rock bands and um, also um, in graduate school I studied worked on a lot of um, avant-garde Russian art and the sort of art movements that uh, the Pussy Riot based themselves after and see themselves as continuing so a lot of kind of performance art and Russian avant-garde art um, so so it's, yeah, it started from there, and also just being at the trial and being really amazed by um, by essentially how they handled themselves in this situation. I was so impressed with the seamless quality of the film. It was so intimate. How close were you to them? Did you ever have access to the three women? 
It's remarkable that it has ended up being such an intimate thing because, no, we didn't really have any access. The only contact we had was in the bail hearing and not even in court, but our great fortune was that the state decided to cover the trial and film the trial. So, um, you know, we very much wanted to make a film where the voices of these three women are the content of the film and the fact that this stuff was filmed so well as well because normally it's just some bloke with a VHS camera at the back of the room and you get what you get but they, they really did kind of do a great job on it and allows their personalities to come through and it, and it is as though they're directly addressing you and, and, and they did in a way use the, the trial as an opportunity to communicate their beliefs and, and their values which is again it's an extraordinary uh, you know, turn of events really they, they really turn the trial into their own performance I think I'm curious, one statement that was made is that the trial transformed the face of Russian society forever. Well, I think nothing will be the same again. You know, they, they've sort of, um, the cat is out the bag in a way in terms of, you know, feminist issues and, and this, this church-state thing. I mean, now, in a way, the argument and the, the issue is out in the open and I think a whole generation of younger Russians will probably, hopefully, feel a degree more freedom or to explore these ideas and perhaps ask questions and challenge things in ways they didn't before. I mean, that remains to be seen. Of course, the opposite is true, that given the harsh sentences they receive, people are reluctant to stage these kind of unauthorised protests and things like that. But I think the psyche of Russia has changed because of this story, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you can't undo it and the fact that they made such a large swath of the population disgust them and disgust you know even if they were misunderstood sort of say their name discuss their their ideas and a lot of times I mean Russia is a more conservative country and even though a lot of people still come down as being against them and against what they did there is probably transformative effect in just by the very fact of discussing it and kind of taking on the issue and of course, you know, internationally that's true. And I think we are living through a new wave of militant feminism around the world. Um, not that they started that, but they've certainly been a great inspiration for a lot of that. You know, um, their influence in Russia is one thing, but I think their, their legacy internationally is lasting and, and huge. It's a kind of, it's a seminal moment in, in, in feminist politics, I think. Where is Pussy Riot now in terms of the organization that's outside prison? Since they're an anti-hierarchical group, in a way it's very hard to say because there is no de facto leader and, you know, it's an anonymous collective and anyone can join. That being said, I think in most anti-hierarchical organizations, there are sort of de facto leaders and obviously um, the three girls who were on trial and went through this were some of the seminal members and so once they've been sort of had their balaclavas removed um, it becomes a different thing I mean because it became such a big story it's not clear how it will what will happen to, to them as a movement or as, as a or as a performance group I noticed in the film they were trying not to smile because I mean they were happy to have the world's eyes on the situation so they were smiling but they felt they would be misunderstood well, they were. I mean, again, obviously the way most of the Russian media has reacted to them has been um, to portray them as negatively as possible. And uh, so I think they were very aware of how their image was being used and abused. Uh, and they were tr trying to sort of control that somehow. But, I mean, you know, uh, 
Most, you know, they're media, they're like media savvy artists who are very aware of representation as such and how it works and how it's constructed. And so, in a way, they're they're refreshingly analytical. How do you think this documentary could affect the outcome for them? Not at all. I mean, I think um, the West likes to think that it's, it's pricking the conscience of, uh, of Russia, but I think the more it tries to do that, the more resistant it is to it. Our film, I think, would have no effect whatsoever. I mean, we are trying to get the film shown in Russia, and we'll see if that happens, what happens. But um, outside of that, I think, um, is it large indifference to <laughs> to what we've done, I think. I mean, I think we've got continuing the sort of letting their story be known and all its complexity and all those things, I think, is positive. I mean, it's a positive sort of continuation of the awareness that, that came with the story initially with sort of international awareness and so by deepening that story I think it um, it helps them and it helps get their actual message across and their actual politics because one of the things that happened is they've been um, the story has been sort of misrepresented both in the West and in Russia and way that here it was understood as a very sort of simplistic girl sing uh, protest song and then they're arrested for, for, for a song and it's obviously a lot more complex than that the Young Women gave their performance art collective a name inspired by the Riot Girls, an underground feminist punk rock movement that originally started in the 1990s in Washington, D.C. and the Pacific Northwest. That is one of their many achievements, is, is completely kind of retooling the use of that word. And, and that is, again, a historic thing to achieve. It's, it's, uh, it's incredible, it's, really. It's not dissimilar yeah. from... Uh, the reappropriation of the word queer in a way is that yeah. it, it, it is a more empowering sort of they've empowered the word as well I think the whole thing is really about you know the, the, the art really Pussy Riot is a conceptual performance piece of art essentially and that manifested itself in various ways various performances but in total it's a piece you know and I think it's an incredible piece of art and um and I think historically it will, it will be remembered as such. And, and that's why it is, art is capable of having all these complexities and dealing with more than one issue at once. And yet they do it so simply. And that's, that is their genius, actually. And I mean, I think that that's one of our sort of a lot of arguments about whether it's where they are art is that because they're sort of artists that take on the form of a band and adapt it for their performances. That's quite brainy, and it's hard to distinguish that from, from being a band in some ways, but they are, they're not really musicians, they're not interested in touring or giving concerts or releasing records or doing anything else. For them it is these spontaneous performances done in this way. Whatever happens, obviously, uh, hopefully, uh, Nadia Marshall will be out sooner rather than later. Yeah, I doubt they're going to go back and just reform Pussy Riot and do the same thing again. It probably, I think that moment is probably the moment, and uh, they will do something even more surprising, <laughs> I would imagine, you know, because uh, that's what artists do, so I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll come up with something to surprise us. <laughs> Here is the recording of Pussy Riot's punk prayer in Moscow's Christ the Savior Cathedral on February 21st, 2012. I'm Kathy Bird, 
And you've been listening to Fresh Talk Pussy Riot with filmmakers Mike Lerner and Maxim Pozdorovkin. Fresh Art International podcasts are distributed by Public Radio Exchange at prx.org. The Free Pussy Riot movement has a Facebook page. We have one, too, and I tweet at FreshArtintl. Find out more about us on FreshArtInternational.com. Dot com. <laughs>